not all of you have lost sleep or spent anxious hours answering that question. What if? What if my daughter takes up with a guy who is a loser? Someone who doesn't treat her as God's good gift to my wife and myself, or to himself, should he marry her? What if? What if my son is that loser? Can I take him aside and correct him as I did when he was a child? What if? What if the temporary, this temporary normal of restrictions and isolation continues on into next year or beyond? What if? What if I get infected or my spouse or a close relative of mine? What if? What if the economy goes south? How will we survive? How will we make it? What if? I suppose I should introduce myself. I'm Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, and I've been wrestling with that what-if question for almost two decades now, ever since we discovered that my brother Joseph was alive. Not only was he alive, he was the second most powerful man in the world, and we sold him down the river for 20 shekels of silver. What if today he pays us back? You see, Dad is dead. Israel has died and the days of mourning are over and now there's absolutely no reason why Joseph does not bring back the guilt that we have on our heads. Oh, I had, I had my I told you so moment, you know, when we discovered that the, the severe man in Egypt was actually our brother. But what is that? What if? It's a question our dad, if Israel knew, he must have pondered that because before he died, he told us to ask Joseph after he was dead, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sins, for they did evil against you. He knew, Dad knew that we needed a greater reconciliation than what we had had 17 years ago when Joseph first revealed himself. Dad was a wise man. He understood that it was more than just the possible consequences or the retribution. What we needed, what we needed was peace. We needed to confess, to really confess. You see, for me, what if was a sign of fear? Dad knew it. You know it. You feel it. And that's the devil working in each of us. The devil takes sin and guilt and he uses it to drive us away from what we need most, which is forgiveness and reconciliation. Satan wants us to think that God is out to get us, to kill us, to make us account for every last sin that we've ever committed. And left to ourselves, left to ourselves, there's nothing we can do except fear and run and scramble to try to find some way to protect ourselves. <laughs> so we sent the surrogate. Did you notice that in the text? We sent somebody else. It's the very same thing we did a lifetime ago with Joseph's accursed coat. After, after I realized that the brothers had sold him down the river, we slaughtered a goat, and then we took that multicolored robe, the same one that's on your bulletin cover. We took that coat and we dipped it in blood of the goat, and we sent it to Dad. We didn't bring it. We sent it to him. We sent it with a question. Please, sir, we found this. Can you identify it as your son's? Both cases, we tested the waters first with Israel to see how he would react, and now, now with Joseph, we did the same thing. It was a sign of our fallenness, our sinful nature. Years ago, after Dad said, yes, it's Joseph's robe, 
We all dutifully went back and mourned with him. What a bunch of hypocrites. We knew where Joseph was. We knew all along what he was doing. It was our fault. We sold him down the river. And today, today we crept into his presence, got down on our knees, and we pleaded with him, please, we appeal to his piety. Please forgive the servants of the God of your father. Yeah. Couldn't help but remember my brother's dream. And there we were. So many sheaves of wheat bent over in worshipful ablation to our brother. The dreamer, the dreamer was a prophet. And now what? What next? Now that we've confessed. Well, I'll tell you what. The son of Israel forgave. Joseph forgave us. And not only that, he pointed to God as the reason for it. Do not be afraid, he said, for am I in God's place? And then he pointed out that God was weaving together all of the events that surrounded the whole situation, even my sin and your sin, in order to accomplish his end, God's end, that many people should be kept alive as they are today. God was weaving together all these things that needed to happen. And then he wept. Joseph wept for joy. The one who was offended was delighted to forgive and to be reconciled to us. And then my what-ifs became ample provision for my children, my loved ones. He spoke comfort to the brothers. He spoke to our hearts. Yes, forgive as Joseph forgave is certainly a thread in this story. But there's another thread, a golden thread that God has been weaving through history and that got woven into the fabric that very day when Joseph forgave. It's not a story about me, even though I'm firstborn. Not a story about Joseph, even though he acted with godly love and compassion. It's about my younger brother, Judah. When Israel was about to die, he blessed all 12 of the sons. Of Judah, he said, the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute is brought to him. The obedience of the peoples are to him. Joseph kept that line of prophecy alive that day. It's a line that I could only know in faith, but it's a line that you know. Because you know another firstborn, the firstborn of Mary, the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And this one, too, was sold for a handful of silver. This distant relative of Judah, who even now has the ruler's staff in his hand, was despised and rejected, as a later prophet would write about him. A man acquainted with sorrows and of grief. And this one, too, just like Joseph, was falsely accused. You remember Potiphar's wife? The deception that she perpetrated after Joseph refused her adulterous advances? This later son of Israel, indeed this Israel reduced to one, did not languish in jail like Joseph did. Oh, no, no. They, we, beat him and spit on him. We ripped his flesh with a Roman lash and we mocked him. And then we led him outside the city to the place of execution and there he died. He died a bloody, ignoble death, common criminal. 
What if? What if that were the end of the story? What if the grave was the end of that golden thread? A later apostle would write, would talk about, if that son of Israel, that firstborn, did not arise, if that Israel reduced to one did not come forth from the grave and ascend to the glory of the Father, if in Christ you only have hope in this life, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Jesus did rise. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. As Joseph said that day, as for you, you meant it for evil against me. But God meant it for good. That many people should be kept alive as they are today. Kept alive not with grain from the storehouses of Egypt, but with the very bread of heaven. The body of Christ broken for your sin and raised for your justification. And the life that that bread gives is eternal and imperishable because it is life in the presence of God. Truly, God grants forgiveness and reconciliation through His Son. What if? The one ifs in my life and your life will continue. But this side of Easter, it's different. Oh, Satan still schemes and deceives. The world still seems to rock and creep with misery and evil. My own flesh continues to prod and provoke me to sin. All the time. But none of these, all of these, are not outside the hands of God. A saint who lived between my time and yours once wrote, God is so good that he will not allow evil to be performed unless he can bring great good from it. What wonderful words. You see, God is the master weaver of the fabric of history. And in Jesus, all of our anxious what-ifs can become joyful and anticipatory what next? You just sang it a minute ago. What God ordains is always good. This truth remains unshaken. Though sorrow, need, and death be mine, I shall not be forsaken. I fear no harm, for with his arm he will embrace and shield me. So to my God I yield me. The one who promised Love, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, is faithful to fulfill that promise. Amen.